This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Today we are finishing the alphabet. Finally, we got through all of uh, uh, all of the Aleph Bet in Tehillim of Rav Yaakov Abuchatzera Aleph Bina, which I had the opportunity actually of visiting Rav David Abuchatzera in the Haria, and I mentioned to him how. Uh, how we gained so much from uh, a lot of the publications he was involved with in publishing these sifarim. And he said we should continue and continue. And Bezat Hashem, one day maybe even this sefer, Aleph Bina will come out in English translation so even more people could uh, could have access to it. But here we are sharing his Torah in the last uh, in the last section of the Tehillim of Alphabeta Ot Tav. And the Pasuk says the following. Tikrav rirati lefanecha Adonai kidvarecha havineni. So what does this mean? That is the last letter of the alphabet. If we've been following till now, every single time that Radavina Melech was asking for something, so it was something specific that Hashem should 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 uh, grant him, and that whole Tehillim that was the focus. So here, Davina Melech is saying like this: Okay, now I'm at the end. So at the end is really recapping what I've been saying from the from the beginning. Since every single letter from the alphabet has its shoresh lemala, has its root above, and there are so many worlds that come out of it, and I asked for so many things that should be granted. Now that I finished everything, bring my prayer in front of you that everything is set, and all I want is that you should accept my tefilot. Kidvarecha havineni. That, that, that you should accept the words in, uh, in, in, in full, in its full, uh, sense of, uh, of, of being true. Now what is the way that Hashem answers our tefillot? What is that? How does Hashem really answer our tefillot? When we mean it. When it comes from the bottom of our hearts. So Sister Biakov, what's the gematria of tikrav rinati lefanecha adonai? If you look at the end of every single Word of Tikrav is Bet, the end of Rinati is Yud, the end of Lifanecha is Chaf, and, and Hashem is the, the Sofetevot Bechia, tears, crying. That if a person is going to, te, is going to say, everything is shut, Hashem is not answering our tefillahs, we put a cry in there. We ask Hashem, Hashem answer our tefillah, Hashem answers us. And I'm going to speak about this in a moment. This is what I want to get to. That when you have a ratzon to do something, when you have that will and you put, and you put that step ahead, showing the effort, Hashem, I am giving over my effort. I'm putting my ishtadlut. And now I want you to answer me. You'll see miracles. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Just Rabbi Yaakov says another gematria of tikrav is gematria Shabbat to tell us that all our tefillahs that we do during the week on Shabbat is when they come together. So, I mean, some people on Shabbat, they come to Bet Knesset, they say, it's my time off. I'm going to come late. I'm going to go to Kiddush Club. I'm going to listen here, listen there. During the week, I'll work. doesn't work that way. All of our tefillahs during the week really culminate towards tefillah on Shabbat. And what's the most important tefillah on Shabbat, by the way? Mincha, Shabbat of Mincha. That's where all the tefillot go up by Shabbat Mincha. That's why it's a very important tefillah that according to the according to the Mikubalim, you have to have especially a special special kavanah during that time. And that's what it says. Tikravri nati on Shabbat should be since the gematria of Tikrav is on Shabbat, then my tefillah should be uh, sh- should be accepted. But then David Melech says the following: Tavot echinati lefanecha ki imratecha atzileni. 
Tavena sefatai tehila kitelamedeni chukecha. And here David Amelach tells us the following. Tavena sefatai sefatai tehila. My lips should express your praise because you taught me your Torah. And this is where he's saying it's like it happens automatically. How do you have things that happen automatically? This is the secret Rabotai. And I remember hearing this from Shimshin Pinkis. He would say that the number one most important thing that a person has to work on is habit. Get yourself into the habit. Because once you break the habit and you get past your, 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 the first hurdle, everything comes much easier. And Hashem helps you. And here's David Amelech is saying, I want to learn Torah Yishma. And I don't want to be bothered by all of the different distractions. My insurance is going to call me today. And my, and, 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 and these medical things are going to call me the next day. And then braces today. And then, and then, and then, and then some car mechanic the next day. I just, everything's going to take my time and I'm not going to be able to learn. You have to pray for that also. You have to pray that Hashem shows you the way that even when you want to start taking care of other things, it goes back to Divrei Torah. Like you never escape it. Wherever, you ever try to, you ever try to say, you know what, I'm going to go into business, but Hashem sees that you so much want to get to learn, He navigates you back into learning. I know people that way, that they try to say, you know what, I learned my years, I'm going to business. Hashem always navigated them back into learning. Because they wanted really to stay in learning. They wanted to stay in Torah Lishma. Hashem made sure to keep them that way. I know people in business that way also. Somehow, they end up doing business deals with people who are going to tell them Divrei Torah the whole time. How do they end up with those people? Because that's what David HaMelech's tefillah. That I want to get to the level that things happen automatically. Like David HaMelech is saying, Whatever he has to speak for himself, he ends up, he ends up going on Torah. And this is, this is a, 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 an important lesson that when a person has the right kavanah in mind, Hashem could open up miracles. Hashem could show him the right way. Hashem could show him the right way. And, and if a person has the proper limut Torah, the proper yirat shamayim, things are going to flow. It all matters what his beginning kavan is. I want to tell you the following. The David HaMelech says in the Pasuk, that my lips should speak on their own divre Torah, because I am used to learning your Torah, that's why they should speak on their own. So what connection? Just because I'm used to speaking on their own? No, because once you made it into habit, you'll see amazing things happen. But I, I want to tell you something. One, I was, I was, uh, during Cholamoyed Pesach, I was in Yama Melach. Yama Melach. Now, I wanted to get back. What? I went there by Yama Melach. So, then I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, get back on time uh, to pray mincha. Now, sometimes you tell yourself, okay, do I really have to put in that effort or not to pray on time? I'll pray a little bit later. I'll stop on the road. I'll pray biyachid. But I told myself, you know, it's important that, you know, we do Mesir Nefesh, whatever we can to get ourselves to a minion on time. And I saw that my, my ways, my GPS was telling me that I'm going to get to Ramat Beit Shemesh at 7.17 p.m. Shkia was at 7.07. So what am I going to do? 
I'm going to miss Mincha, wherever I am. There's no Hasidim that they go much later or whatever. What am I going to do? So I told myself, we're going to, we're going to have to put in extra effort and we'll have to find the minion wherever we can. Now it's Eretz Yisrael. I was hoping it's just pretty easy. Wherever I stop on the road, I'll find the minion. Wasn't so easy. I put in the GPS. I saw that before I'm at Beit Shemesh, you get to the city of Beit Shemesh. Okay, okay, you know what? I put in, in the, in the ways, Bet Knesset, Bet Shemesh. Okay. So, the, uh, I told me, I, I, I put in the GPS, Bet Shemesh. Gets there 7.06, it tells me it's gonna get there. So, okay, that was one minute before Shkia. Probably, uh, they're probably gonna finish the minion by then, but whatever, I'll try. Put in my GPS. I, I start going, and it brings me to this random place in Beit I'm just like, I thought at the entrance of Beit Shemesh, brought me into the, I don't know where it brought me, I had to go with this, that, to this forlorn corner in Beit Shemesh, I thought myself, it's over. I walk in with my son, who was in his t-shirt, so he looked a little younger, and we walked in, they had eight people there, and they were about to get into a massive fight with a certain people that left the shul because they said, oh, we're too religious for you guys. We're going to learn on our own. And they stranded them with no minion. They were eight people over there. And we were exactly two people. We got there, my son, my, my son and I. Uh, you know, by that time, there was another fight because the guy said, oh, he's not old enough. So my son, he was old enough. And they, they didn't know that. So we completed a minion. And I told myself, this was the extra effort that we told ourselves, sometimes just try to do the right thing. You don't know where Hashem is going to take you. You don't know where in ways Hashem has His ways to show you where you have to go. But obviously Hashem wanted us to be in that place and that time because we wanted to do the right thing. But, you know, Eretz Yisrael is a land of miracles. So I'm going to tell you another. On the, if you think that story is crazy, listen to this. Listen to what happened over here. And this is like uh, more than one in a million. This is more than one in a million. I told myself, we, I, I had to give a shear one day. Uh, that next day, actually. No, uh, yeah. It was during Cholamoid. I had to give a shear in the city of Ashdod. Shear was called for 5.30 p.m. So I tell myself, okay, my son wanted to do some type of water activity beforehand. So he said, we'll, we'll, we'll get there early. We'll do some water activity. Then we'll go. So we got off the highway at 4.30 p.m. So like we're driving from Ramad Beit to Asdod, get off the highway, it's 4.30 p.m. Where do I find these water activities? I don't know. Where am I, I didn't know where to go. So I see this car next to me. There's this guy in the car next to me. He didn't look so religious, but he had to keep on. The guy next to him looked more from, so I said, you know, why not? Why not just like ask a guy where to go? So he said, hey, I asked him, pancaking. You know what pancaking is? It's like something you go in back of a boat. I don't really know, but my son said it's something like that. So, no. so I said, well, what pancaking was it? So my, they said, avuvim it's called. They said, oh, yeah, yesh avuvim. Said, yeah, sure, you go that way. Okay, fine. He tells me where to go. I said, you know, the light's still red. I have another yid over here. Why not schmooze with him and be mechazek him somehow, give, give some type of, uh, some type of chizuk. So I go to say, oh, where are you guys from? I say, us, oh, we're Ashdodim. We're from Ashdod. So I told him. 
Hey, look at that. I told him, you know, my wife's grandfather is originally from Ashdod. I'm a crazy guy. I'm saying I'm starting to say my wife's grandfather. I don't know why I said it. I just felt like sometimes like, I get into these stupid moods. So I said, yeah, my wife's grandfather from Ashdod. They say, yeah, what's his name? I said, hey, what's his name? Yosef Wahaba. They look at me. They say, that's our great-grandfather. Turns out, these are cousins of my wife. Their fathers are the first cousin, my wife's first cousin. I said, I couldn't believe it. Afterwards, they, I, I, I found out. I took a picture. Actually, I could show you the picture afterwards. I, I, I can imagine the one in a million stories. This only happens in Eretz Yisrael. That you're, you know, you, 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 Hashem shows you, you can see like millions of people on the road. You meet a person right in the car next to you. That's your first cousin. This Baruch has his ways of showing. I think that's the message over here of David Amelech telling us that when you want to, when you want to do the right steps and when you want to try to find your uh, ways of Torah, you just put in your effort. Hashem will say, you just put in the effort of the minion. I'll tell you where you have to be. You want, you put in your effort in the, you put your effort in, uh, in, 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 in trying to be Mechazic Jews. Hashem will figure out that way. The follow-up story is that I'm trying to get this person's number because I want to make a kesher with him. I said, if Hashem put this person in my lap, then I should have some type, we should try to make some type of kesher. So I'll let you know part two how that happens. But on that point, I want to mention to you an unbelievable thought that I heard from Rav Leichter, Rav Ruven Leichter, who's a, who's a, who's a prominent, uh, mashpia in Eretz Yisrael. And he was speaking about Rav Chaim Kanievsky and what we could learn from Rav Chaim Kanievsky. And he said, there's two things that we can learn from Reb Chaim Kanyevsky. Number one, he said, Reb Chaim Kanyevsky once told Reb Gedalia Nadel, who was a big Rav, he told him, I am lazy. That's what he told Reb Chaim Kanyevsky. He says, I am by nature lazy. Reb Chaim Kanyevsky lazy. Didn't waste a minute. So, so we could learn from Reb Chaim's laziness. What was Reb Chaim's laziness? Reb Chaim's laziness was that he didn't care about what's going on in the world, what's the latest news, what side of the head Putin scratched last, and what um, and what Mr. Biden decided to mess up in his speech last. He didn't care about uh, what your friend decided to post last in his uh, Facebook or TikTok or whatever else. He didn't care. He was, obviously, those things. He didn't care about anything else. Any politics going around. He stayed in his gemara, did what he did. You have to learn to be lazy about what's going on in the world sometime and focus on what you're supposed to do. That's the number one lesson. Number two lesson, which is an awesome lesson that has to do with what we started off with, which is the following. Rav Chaim was the master of writing Sepharim books that were such a benefit for Klal Yisrael that they would have been a benefit for generations. And he started writing, he wrote a series on Zerayim called Derech Emunah, which is a classic, it's the go-to safer in Zerayim. And he started writing the same for Kachin, for the laws of Korbanot. But after the first volume, he stopped. I asked him, why did you stop, Rebbe? He said, I have so many letters that come in of people who I know need Chizuk, and they gain Chizuk when I answer them their letters. That I think that, that, that that's why Hashem, who knows why Hashem's giving me life, why I'm here. So I think that's what I should be doing. You tell yourself. You know the type of people that bother Reb Chaim Kanievsky in their letters? I know them because I'm one of them. I would ask stupid questions sometimes. I would bother the Gadolador to answer. You know some people, they ask them questions like, what niggin should I learn my Gemara in? That's what they ask. 
That's what they asked. And, and even create, just like questions that just wasted his time. But here you have somebody who could be writing books for generations. And what did he say? He said the following. He said that Hashem doesn't make mistakes in where to send the envelope and the address. Obviously, Hashem sent this person to me. I should be dealing with it. Oh no, I'm so great. I could be writing Sfarm for generations. You don't know where the Hashgacha is going to lead you, said Rabbi Chaim. You don't know why Hashem is putting you here for what purpose. I didn't know why Hashem was sending me to Ramad Beit Shemesh. I didn't know why Hashem put in my mind to ask the guy next to me where I'm going. It doesn't matter. You have to know that where Hashem sent you, that's your job. Not what you think is your job. And you build your life around what you think. Rather, what you think, what Hashem is sending you. Let God be in charge. Hashem, let my lips do the talking. I want to do the effort to that my avodat Hashem should be led by you, not by what I think is the right thing. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.